Hello and you're very welcome to this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My name is Rory Burke. My guest this week comes from Cork. He's extremely passionate about all aspects of greyhounds, from breeding, rearing, schooling to racing. He's a seriously talented young hurler who's a great ambassador for the sport of greyhound racing. My guest this week is Paul O'Reardon. Hi Paul, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Hi Rory, thanks a minute for having me. You're very welcome, I suppose, first of all for our listeners. Tell us a little something about your own background and how your involvement with dogs began. Um, I suppose my father has been involved since he was young. He was very lucky to build up a great friendship with uh, the late Seamus Graham. He went to see him since he was young and kind of built up a great relationship. And since then, we've all kept our own dogs, just kind of breeding a few and rearing a few and, and just keeping a few for ourselves in the family. So growing up again, a wonderful childhood surrounded by dogs. Yeah, I think it's it's an amazing childhood to be a part of. Like greyhounds are just amazing for us; they're a great outlet to have, and you know you meet so many great people through the sport. So, and what part of being involved with greyhounds do you enjoy the most, Paul? Um, I suppose with greyhounds, like everybody can get involved. You know, because I know that racing is a massive part of it, but no one really sees the breeding, the rare, and the schooling part. Like our whole family would be involved, so it's just great to be spending time with them and and friends and stuff like that, doing getting involved with the dogs. So. And of course, you're from a part of uh, the county that's awash with talented handlers and trainers. Yeah, there's a lot of people down here in my direction. I suppose Kieran Lynch would be, would be the main fella at the moment who's having an awful lot of success. You know, a dual laurel winner, Oaks winner, international winner. So he, he's a great person to be kind of looking up to down this direction too. You spent time uh, working with Kieran. Yeah, I suppose when I, when I was in Fortier in school, I was lucky enough to be doing job experience uh, and I went down to Kieran for a week and we, we play hurling with the same club, so we, we knew each other previously. So I got great experience from Kieran. We, we went all over the country, and we, we were looking to have a bit of success while we were there at the time. So, And, of course, working alongside one of the best trainers in, in the country, you do pick up a lot of knowledge. I suppose it, a lot of it is all attention to detail with him. Definitely. like I think when you're working for trainers like that, it, it's best you, can, you sit back and you have a look what they're doing, and you try to take in as much as you can to, I suppose, uses your own dogs and things like that and look I learned loads of Kieran he's very good like his reputation stands for himself and you also spent time in the company of another leading greyhound trainer yeah I suppose even just up to presently um, Patrick and Foyle and all his family we'd be we'd be quite close as family friends and um, I was lucky enough to be with Paddy when he ran up the derby with Magical Bale and uh, he he actually sent us down a few dogs to school now and again and we were lucky enough to school Skywalker Logan for him so he was a Cesarewich and Cork and Cullen winner so that was great to be part of Again he's a hugely talented trainer isn't he? Yeah he's fantastic Jeez, yeah. his reputation again stands for himself one of the leading ground trainers in the country for the last 10 years And as you mentioned there at home you breed a few yourselves every year no doubt Yeah we, we kind of keep a small number of dogs we, we probably wouldn't go above 15 really we might rare a litter each year and school a few more but we were lucky enough last year to we we bred a, a litter that were they turned out okay. There was two of them ran in the Derby this year, um, Stefan's Rocket and Macho Pride. So we were lucky enough to to breed all those and uh, and school Stefan's Rocket too. So so that was nice. And would you race a few yourselves then? Yeah, so we kind of keep three or four and we school them and we kind of leave off a few and might race one or two ourselves. We kept one bitch in that litter. Her name is Hello Laura. So we're going to keep her and she'll kind of be our brood bitch for now on and we'll just. Hopefully she'll breed a few nice ones for us. And again, where, where you're based, of course, you've got a, a wonderful stadium just on your doorstep, Curraheen Park, and you all not too far away either. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fantastic facilities. Like, Curraheen Park is 25 minutes in the road for us. We do an awful lot of our schooling there, so 
it's fantastic. The the grounds are kept unbelievable there, and the, the track is always immaculate. So it, it's really good that you can bring dogs there, and it's safe, and you come home at the minute in in one piece, you know. And as you know, this series of podcasts is all about young people involved in the sport. An awful lot have got involved recently, and most of them having great success. Yeah, I see that there's a lot of young people around at the moment that are doing quite well. I suppose John Kennedy, for one, is he's flying at the moment. He has winners the whole time. So like, it's great to see young people getting involved in the sport because I suppose you know, it is the future, and without them, we won't have this sport. And it's such a great sport. It'd be a pity for us to lose it, you know. And do you think more could be done maybe to encourage more people in? I think, I think Rory, um, like I've, I've been, I've been listening to some of your podcasts before, and there was a mention that about some sort of a course or some tutorials, even if you're going into big greyhound uh, trainers' kennels and learning about it, and see it can become infectious then, and people get in love with the sport, and it'd be great then if we could kind of set up some sort of a module inside in the college that fellas could follow on and learn a bit more about the dogs, because not an awful lot of people hear about these um, these dogs, like you know, outside of racing too. And of course, there's so much um, involved in dogs. It's just not about training them; it's about handling them, as you say, schooling them, and the whole nutritional side as well. Yeah, it's like it's very interesting. I suppose people only see like when you come to the track, they see the winners. They don't necessarily even think about the losers. But all the work has went into that dog to get him there. You know, it's it's not all about the racing. I suppose, as you said, the nutritional side is huge. You know, you can't have a dog going running without him being fit and fed well. You know, it's just it won't work for you. You know. And it's a brilliant sport as well because you don't really have to come from a family background as long as you're kind of interested and willing to put in the hard work. You you will learn the tools of the trade, won't you, Paul? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, even just it's a sport like you can be following it online, following it in the paper and, you know, you can get into it in your own way. Like you can have one dog, 10 dogs, 20, you know, you can be doing your own little bits and pieces and getting involved in the industry. And it's a great industry to be involved in. And as a lot of people mentioned as well, another wonderful way, of course, is syndicates. Yeah, syndicates are fantastic. It kind of it takes the stress out of owning the dog yourself in terms of like a financial background as well. Like you can be splitting between other fellas and you just get more enjoyment. Like you can be building relationships with people you wouldn't have known and, and friendships. So it's just a fantastic way to get involved in the dogs and it's a bit of crack too. The more people you get involved in syndicates, they'll get bitten by the bugs soon enough and they'll get their own dogs, no doubt. For sure. Bitten by the bugs seems to be the, the statement going around them at the moment. It, it, it's really good to get people that maybe wouldn't, as you said, come from greyhound backgrounds and get them involved and hopefully spread our sport kind of wider and larger around the country and get as many people involved as we can. And at this moment in time, there seems to be an unbelievable uh, pool around the country of top-class, talented dogs. Yeah, I think Ireland are really coming through at the moment. They're, they're flying with all their dogs. Like I think last year in the, in the English Derby, nearly a majority of them are bred from, from home here in Ireland. So like there's great trainers here, there's great facilities in Ireland to be running dogs. So it's really coming through and it's showing at the moment how, what class of dog we have. At what state do you think the sport is in at the moment, Paul? Like, I think we were probably hit, we were hit badly with COVID, but it really shows that the, like, the, the GA and the Greyhound industry are very similar. They're a very resilient bunch, and they keep coming back and fighting no matter what kind of adversity they face. And, like, to come out of COVID of 18 months of a pure hardship and to, to be having all these nights that are still going ahead and all this backing and support that we're getting, it's just, it's, it shows up amazing things for the sport, really. And, of course, massive work being done as well by the Greyhound Board uh, on social media, which, of course, has attracted more younger people in as well. Yeah, social media is definitely the way forward. I think, you know, things have changed rapidly in the last few years where people are on phones now more so than reading papers and things like that. So, like, you know, you look up the phone there now and you can get results every second, you know. It's really beneficial. And even advertising as well, getting people involved, showing the big nights, advertising them, it's really important. 
And I suppose it's up to all of us, really, that's involved in the sport to promote it the best way we can. Yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, you know, it, it's very important that we can get the majority of a positive view out there for people to see, you know. Like, some people might never have heard of even Greyhound Racing. Even in Ireland, may there be international or even national in our country. It's very important that we spread a, a positive experience of Greyhound Racing so that we can get more people involved in our great sport. And there's great work being done as well with re- rehoming, uh, I suppose, the perception out there by the general public as they really don't realise just how wonderful pets greyhounds make. Oh, greyhounds are amazing. Even our kind of local town that would be closest to us would be Cardline. And even in the last few weeks and months, friends of mine that know I have greyhounds can't, can't understand how many greyhounds there are walking down the streets alone. They never knew they made such great pets. So it's great to be changing a few of their perspectives as well along the way. And friends of yours that aren't involved in greyhound racing, what do they make of the sport, do you think? I suppose they'd be coming racing with me maybe maybe once or twice a year. Just They come on a night out, they enjoy themselves. But uh, this year we went to a round of the derby while Cork were playing that Iron Final. Now, unfortunately, we didn't win, but they had an amazing night. And the first thing they were telling me when we were coming home is they'd love to get involved in a syndicate and, and get a dog. And, and that would be organised by, by the end of the year. You know, So it's great to be getting more people involved, as, as I said. Absolutely. As you mentioned there earlier, Greyhound Racing and the GAA go hand in hand, really. Oh, for sure. They're very, they're very similar sports. As I said, they're very resilient and things like that. But they come from, they come from similar backgrounds too. As I said, Greyhounds is very family orientated, and the GA is the same. And you went to a sporting school yourself as well, Rochestown College. Yeah, I moved to Rochestown in in fourth year to kind of better my hurling career if I could. And and, and we did okay while we were there. We won we won a month's championship in in fifth year. So that was a great thing to be a part of. Thank God. Yeah, it's a real sporting college. I know myself from years ago that uh, the great flat jockey in England, Dane O'Neill, attended there as well. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like, and it's it's not just a hurling school. Like, they're playing at the top tier in hurling, football, basketball, soccer. So they're kind of, as the man says, they're burning the candle at both ends, and it seems to be working at the moment. Greyhounds, as we know, working with them is great for your mental health. It's also great for your physical health, which of course is great for you too, with your um, hurling. Yeah, for sure, definitely with the course and dogs. Anyway, you'd be walking the legs off yourself, and it seems to be my kind of preseason as well as their own. So. Again, it's very beneficial for me when we come to hurling that I can be doing a bit of walking and trying to keep fit over the winter months when there mightn't be a whole pile of hurling going ahead. And the hurling for yourself is going from strength to strength, Paul? Yeah, it's, it's, it's doing okay. I'm kind of doing my bit playing away with the school the college, or with the college and the club. So we were unfortunate now this year we, we were knocked out in the semi-final of the county uh, with the club. But look, at, you know, we'll, we'll try to go one better now next year and better if we can. There was fierce excitement around Cork with the county championship this year. A wonderful format. Yeah, absolutely. I think this kind of round-robin format even is kind of made things very exciting because, you know, before you had one crack at the whip and, and sometimes the best team didn't win. Now we're really finding out who the best team in Cork is and I think we had a really great winner the Middleton at the weekend. And looking ahead for yourself, what's the long-term aim? Would it go into Greyhounds full-time? Yeah, I think definitely they'll always have Greyhounds in my life, whether it'll be training them full-time, rearing a schooling and, and doing a bit like that. I think... As I said, we're, we're kind of a family-run kennel here at the moment and we don't keep too many. So I think I'll always have a few dogs. Whether I get into a big time or not, I'm not too certain, but I, I'll definitely have them around. But obviously you have a huge interest in the whole breeding side, uh, studying lines and that you're very interested in. Yeah, I think look, breeding is so important. You know, you, you, you can have a great one inside in the kennel and then you realise the production line is finished if you don't keep breeding. So look, at it. it's great to be looking up on and the IGB ground data, looking through different lines, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And you'd look at the top readers now and you kind of look up to them and sure, you know, what we're trying to do here is we're just trying to trying to find a really good one would be the great thing. We'd love to breed a derby winner or something like that. So that, that's the aim, really. And of course, it's great now as well to see crowds back at the Greyhound Stadiums and uh, long may that continue. 
for sure. We, we, we've all been through a tough 18 months. I think we've all really, when push comes to shove, we've really shown up our true colours now and getting people back into the stadiums is just so important and, and show them the experience that we're able to have every week and that it's a great sport and they can tell their friends and the word can spread and it just, it's great to be getting, um, getting people into stadiums again. So as far as you're concerned, the future is bright for Greyhound Racing. Yeah, definitely, Rory. I think that things have really got positive in, in the last few months and even, I suppose, the last 12 months there, things have really pushed on when, when we faced adversity. So, please God, it stays the same and we'll, ha- we'll have this great game for, for years to come for ourselves. And it's great as well to see that uh, most of the media outlets are giving Greyhound Grace and great publicity. For sure. I think we probably went through a tough time of it where a minority has probably spoiled the, spoiled the advertisement of Greyhound as, um, as the wider public has seen. So it's really good to get our, our side across in the last few months and change people's opinions if they had one or if they had a bad one about us before. And when you hear negative things said about the sport, what way do you feel? I'd probably look at it as a way, Rory, I'd welcome these people who have negative um, opinions on the sport. Welcome them and come to our kennel, come to friends' kennels, come racing with us and, and see how much we care about our animals. Like they're, they're, our, they're like children to us, really, around here. Their trees are better than ourselves. I think there's awful people say that you know, they'd go hungry inside the house before the dogs have, or until the dogs have their feet. So that's how serious we take it. We love our animals and we treat them as well as we can. So it's just a pity that sometimes that minority can ruin it for us. The hand and heart, everyone that I know involved in the greyhound industry just absolutely, simply adored our animals. Absolutely. They're, they're amazing animals. As you said, racing animals, absolutely. But even as pets, they're just phenomenal. You know, the affection and the emotions that they can show towards a human it's just fantastic. And we'll, we'll forever be thankful for Greyhounds around here. As you said, from a mental health perspective, it's fantastic. You know, you could be having a bad time or whatever and you go outside and spend a few hours at the grounds. It's just, it's brilliant. And you see, a lot of people don't understand either that Greyhounds are at their happiest when they're running, Paul. For sure. Like, you know, the, the hardest part to, to retire a Greyhound is to kind of, to get them to chill out and things like that. They just love running. They, they love racing. You know, trying to tell a dog not to run, it just, it's like telling a human not to breathe. It, they come hand in hand. Listen, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Can I wish you the very, very best of luck, Paul? And I'll chat to you soon. Brilliant. Thanks a million, Rory. Thanks for having me on again. That's it for this week. My thanks once again to Paul. And my thanks to you, as always, for listening. My name is Rory Burke, inviting you to join me again next week, right here, for a brand new On Track with Talking Dogs.